Oh, we have a packed show. We have Liz Wheeler. We have two Green Berets on the show tonight. And we have the new narrative we should question. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Did you know if you stand six feet away from other people, it stops the transmission of coronavirus? Did you know if you get the coronavirus vaccine, you can't spread coronavirus anymore? Let's let's set that aside. Did you know Jesse Smollett or however you say his name, that he was attacked by MAGA supporters in downtown Chicago at 2 a.m.? Did you know our horseback border patrol units were whipping Haitian immigrants? Did you know Brett Kavanaugh was a serial alcoholic gang rapist? Did you know police in the United States of America, they're hunting down black men for sport, randomly shooting them with no provocation at all? Did you know any of these things? Did you know, well... The 2020 election was totally on the up and up. Did you know? I think we have to acknowledge something now because we have a bunch of COVID communism stuff to get into, but I think we have to acknowledge something now. And this is a bitter pill to swallow. I I admit it. This is not easy to accept this, but accept it we must. We have to acknowledge now that the institutions who run our country and the world are broken. They haven't always been broken. Doesn't mean they were broken for your dad or your grandpa, but they are broken for you. Things go up and things go down. And so what that means is you have to constantly be willing to question what you're being fed. If you ever find yourself looking to the right, looking to the left, and you see a sea of people all pushing the same way you're pushing, That's a great, great sign you should stop and assess exactly what's going on. Now, what am I talking about? I'm not going into Russia, Ukraine tonight. I'm not. I understand this video, late breaking news. Putin's still a scumbag. That's not really under question. Ukrainian people fighting for their lives. Everyone's cheering for the plucky underdog, myself included. Woohoo, woohoo. But there's already been so much propaganda and misinformation, fake news out there about the whole thing. I don't know how much I'm going to talk about it again until we have confirmed major things happening. I'm officially creeped out by the level of propaganda that has been involved here. I am creeped out on both sides, all sides. Russia has their propaganda machine rolling. Ukraine has their propaganda machine rolling. America's in on the action. You know China's in on there somewhere. Everybody is out there creating their own narrative right now. And I don't like it when narratives are being created for me because just like the narratives we brought up in the very beginning, so often they turn out to be lies. I am leaving this thing alone. We will bring you anything major that happens, but that's the last we're going to talk about it in this monologue tonight. We'll address it in some of the propaganda stuff with our Green Beret guests coming up. I think it's time to talk about COVID communism. You see, I know we're supposed to be focused on Eastern Europe. I, I get that. Everyone's chasing the bright, shiny object right now. Look, it's squirrel. I, I, I understand that. But 
I haven't forgotten that my own government, your own government, if you're in America watching me right now, your own government spent the last two years abusing you, killing you, crushing your business, destroying the mental health of you, your child, driving addiction through the roof, destroying the value of the dollar. Your government, my government, spent the last two years waging an all-out assault on the American people. They did it under the guise of, for the greater good. And now, just like that, with gas prices on the rise, inflation through the roof, potential nuclear war, that's not good. Just like that, they want it to all go away. They want you to forget about all of it because they have bad midterms coming up. That's what's happening here. CDC just announced on Friday, 70% of Americans, 70% can ditch the indoor masks. Of course, they left a little back door open. Hey, we could bring this back at any time, but didn't you hear? Didn't you hear the, the gods who are never wrong, who only follow the science at the CDC? Now they say that you can have their permission to remove your mask. I've got news for you. Your mask is stupid and it never did anything. You know, actually, that's not fair. That's not fair. I don't, I don't want to say it never did anything. Your mask destroyed the mental health of children across the country for two years. Two years. Say nothing of what it did, what, what it uniquely did to people who struggle with speech, learning how to talk. Not to say those germs you were constantly breathing in off the filth you were breathing back in. Oh, no, 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 your mask did plenty. It did all kinds of harm. And yet the CDC never saw fit to remove that mask off your face until, ooh, look at those gas prices, guys. Let's follow the science. No more masks. And let's pause here for a moment because this is the common argument you hear now when you start raising concerns about the timing of all these COVID restrictions being lifted. What you'll inevitably hear is, uh, aren't you crazy? The cases are down. The deaths are down. Says who? Uh, uh, the CDC. Don't you see? All the institutions who've been lying the whole time, now they have a new incentive to lie the other way. Back to what we were talking about in the beginning about the Russia-Ukraine nonsense. You can't believe anything now. Now, when I say that, and I'm going to continue to say that, none of what you see is real. You've heard me say it a thousand times. When I say that, I want you to understand that's not the end of the world. It just means you have to adjust your mindset and accept that you're going to live in a different America, a different lifetime than the one your parents had and their parents had. It means you can accept nothing at face value. You must always assess and think for yourself. Seek out a thousand different information sources. Always question everything. Now, that's, where we have to, that's what we have to do. I mean, look, we all know the game here, right? What, what state has been worse than New York when it comes to COVID restrictions in this country? They went full communist China in New York. We're talking, they brought back segregation. You realize New York City brought back segregation over coronavirus? Up, oh, sorry, you're kind. You're not allowed to eat in this restaurant with the rest of us. Sorry, unvaccinated. Get on back home. They brought back segregation. What are they doing now? Oh, they're dropping vaccine mandates. Oh, hey guys, look, we're good now. Everyone come back. Isn't it funny how all that timing works? And people are somehow celebrating this. That's what blows me away. People out there are celebrating this. 
And we all know what the game is, right? You do understand what the game is. Not only are they doing this for the midterms, they're doing this because, well, Joe Biden has a State of the Union address tomorrow. It'll be hosted live by yours truly and the team here on I'm Right. But State of the Union addresses tomorrow. Joe Biden has nothing but a laundry list of things that he's failed at. So what are they doing? All at once, just like that, what are they doing? It should creep you out. They're all creating the narrative that Joe Biden can go on stage and do what he promised. He shut down the virus. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus, I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. He's going to shut down the virus. And then, of course, he didn't shut down the virus. More people died in 2021 than died in 2020. That's with the vaccine, if we're still calling it that. He didn't shut down anything at all. But all of a sudden, the entire system is going to change their narrative, the one they put in your mind for two years. They're going to change it on a dime like that. Drop the mask. We're good. COVID's over. Have fun, everyone. So Joe Biden can step up there in the State of the Union tomorrow night and say, I told you I would do it, and I did it. Joe Biden, the COVID killer. That's what he's going to do. I hope you're ready for it. And I would play you the sound bites from Dr. Fauci over the weekend. You know the guy who's been on an endless media tour for two years? We did some digging. We were going to play you all the Fauci sound bites from his CNN and MSNBC appearances in the weekend. And Mr. Producer, we never did find any of those, did we, sir? Yeah, there aren't any. That's so weird. Why is that? I mean, you couldn't escape the guy for two years. He was there like that mole on the back of your neck you think no one notices. He was just everywhere, everywhere you turned. And now, can't find him. Is, is, is he in here somewhere? Where'd you go, Doc? Oh, we all know what the deal is. Dr. Fauci's been shelved. Hey, Doc, uh, we are done with the whole coronavirus thing. Thanks. Appreciate your service. Catch you next Tuesday. Oh, he's been shuttled out the back. Why? Well, he spent a long time preaching about the virus. Then when it was revealed he became a partisan hack, he decided to start attacking people who were pointing out that fact. Remember this uncomfortable little snippet when he was talking about Ted Cruz? And I want you to pay attention to what his mouth does after he says, what about January 6th, Senator? Senator Cruz told the Attorney General you should be prosecuted. Yeah. I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? Do you think that this is about making you a scapegoat to deflect from President Trump? Of course. You have to be asleep not to figure that one out. Well, there are a lot of Republican senators uh, taking aim at this. I mean, That's okay. I'm just going to do my job. And I'm going to be saving lives, and they're going to be lying. It seems another layer of danger to play politics around matters of life and death. Right, exactly. Exactly. And to me, that's, that's unbelievably bad, because all I want to do is save people's lives. That's all he wants to do is save people's lives. 
I made a prediction on my radio show on Friday. I'm going to make it right here. Uh, Mr. Producer, please write this one down, because if I turn out to be right, I'm just going to be obnoxious about it. Dr. Fauci will not be an employee of the federal government by January 1st of 2023. He's been shelved now. He'll be hidden under a desk somewhere, and then they're going to quietly escort him out towards the door. Sorry, Doc, no more covers of Vanity Fair. No more throwing out the first pitch. You got to go. You watch. And look, the Biden administration, a lot of this is their fault. Pretty much most of this is their fault. But how they've handled their failures has also been terrible throughout. It hasn't just been COVID. It's been everything. And, and what I mean handled is, look, if I forget to take out the trash at home and I come home and the wife says, hey, you forgot to take out the trash. And I say, oh, I'm such a bonehead. My bad. What's she going to say? Oh, don't worry about it. Honey, get them next week. No big deal. There's not that much trash anyway. But if I respond with, oh, maybe you could have taken it out. I do everything around here. I'm the only one that works in this house. Do you think she'd respond the same way? That's how Joe Biden and his administration has handled everything. Remember, failure after failure after failure after failure from Afghanistan to the border to everything else. It's, it's a failure. It's been a success. What, you don't see the success? What are you, an idiot? Here's Joe Biden who says, if you're not happy with everything, it's something wrong with your mind. There's a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that, uh, that uh, things have gotten so much better for them economically uh, that they are thinking, but how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? Right. Happy that everything's all right? Of course. Haven't, haven't you heard? You're the problem. It's not Joe Biden. That's nothing he's done. What are you, some psycho? <laughs> you got psychological problems. Just get to go get some Xanax. That's your problem. They can't get over, can't get out of their own way. They can't look. The Democrats in this country saw an opportunity about five minutes after coronavirus got to our shores. They saw an opportunity to seize power, make money for themselves and their friends. And most of all, they saw an opportunity to destroy the economy that was going to get Donald Trump reelected. So they set out on a plan to do that. And it worked. To their credit, if you want to be a cynical, cold-hearted person, it worked. Joe Biden's president, they had the House, Senate, it was good to go. It worked. The problem is when you embark on a two-year campaign to make everyone feel like crap, everyone's going to feel like crap. And they're going to start blaming you when you're in charge. Look, Trump tried to tell people early on after he recovered from COVID not to live in fear of it. President Trump wrote on Twitter, don't be afraid of COVID, don't let it dominate your life. Almost 210,000 Americans are dead. Speaking of outrageous, uh, this outrageous tweet. Oh my goodness, Nicole, when I saw that Trump, I mean, I, I literally was overwhelmed. And now we see this tweet, which is heartless. It is uh, 
cruel. Jake, this is this is so disrespectful. I'm not even sure I can I can speak about this. It's incredibly uh, incredibly disrespectful. What does that mean? Don't be afraid of it. I mean, first of all, it's it's a contagious disease that kills people. There's nowhere to even begin. It's gross. It's such a distressing moment. It's just so horrible, so so destructive to say I feel better than I have in 20 years. That he's saying this is so disrespectful. The president says it's no big deal. Uh, I mean, it's outrageous. It is insulting uh, to the people who have lost loved ones. It is insulting to every American who wears a mask. I mean, it's disgraceful, Wolf. It's absurd. Don't tell your supporters, don't be afraid of COVID. Everyone should be afraid of COVID. It's what you did for two years. Now people are psychologically upset. Again, back to what we said in the very beginning. Question the narrative always, no matter what it is, no matter if all your friends are doing it, especially if all your friends are doing it. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. My friend, the great Liz Wheeler, joins me next. But I have some good news. I'm really, really excited about this. You ready? You don't have to send your kid to college. You know what these universities are doing. And I know parents out there they want what's best for their kids, right? That's why parents send their kids to college. I've got two sons. I want what's best for them, too. We're exploring every option because I don't want them to go unless they have to go. And now I find out about Praxis. You know what Praxis is? Here's what it is. Your child, instead of going to college, will go into a one-year program. One year. They'll spend the first six months exploring different fields, then paid internship in the field of their choosing, they go to work for a growing business in the field of their choosing. At the end of their year, the net cost is zero because remember, paid internship. Your child has contacts. Your child has expertise. Your child likely isn't 20 years old yet and has no college debt and is on a career path. Oh, and did I mention they skipped all the communism at our universities? Go to discoverpraxis.com slash jesse. That's discoverpraxis.com slash jesse. We'll be back. We are assessing the most important factors based on where we are in the pandemic, and we'll soon put guidance in place that is relevant and encourages prevention measures when they are most needed to protect public health and our hospitals. We want to give people a break from things like mask wearing when these metrics are better, and then have the ability to reach for them again should things worsen. A break? Have the ability to reach for them again? Joining me now is my friend Liz Wheeler of the great Liz Wheeler Show. Liz, a break? That doesn't sound very inspiring. No, it doesn't sound very inspiring at all. And the ability to reach for them again. I mean, I don't consider a mandate that forces me to cover my face with a useless piece of cloth just something that a public health official can reach for. That's a significant violation of my autonomy and my liberty here. It's also not scientific. What it is is tyranny. It's Jesse, I mean, you and I have been to 
not to not to pat us on the back, but we've been two of the commentators who've been correct on COVID from the beginning. We said this was never going to be 15 days to slow the spread. This was never going to be a temporary a temporary um, violation of our constitutional rights or our inherent liberty and freedom. We said this was a power grab by the public health establishment on behalf of the Democrats to permanently take over our power, and that's what she's that's what Walensky is admitting. They want to always be able to lord this over us if we don't comply. Liz, what is the Great Reset in your own words, and how does that play into all this crap? Well, you're going to have to stop me if I talk too long on this because this is a fascinating topic. I just did an entire episode. I just did an entire episode uh, on my show about this. The Great Reset, the best way that I can describe it is it's not exactly socialism. It's not exactly communism. It's not exactly Marxism. It is government control by elitists, by corporatists, um, but it's not not ownership of the means of distribution. And um, so it's not exactly, it's not exactly socialism, not exactly communism. It's very similar to Chinese capitalist communism, if you will, um, just the the ruling class having power over everybody's lives through the business sector. So what I mean by that is they essentially use banks to control society because they hold banks to a certain standard. And when I say they, I mean the ruling class. They force banks to abide by what they call environmental, social, and governmental standards or metrics. It's a metric system. It's kind of like a social credit score. And banks that issue loans to small business owners like you or like me um, aren't allowed to do business with anybody who doesn't measure to a certain standard on that metric, that environmental, social, governmental uh, standard. So they're trying to essentially abolish capitalism, what they call shareholder capitalism. That's what we have right now, where businesses are loyal to their shareholders because they're loyal to their customers, their consumers, and they want instead to replace shareholder capitalism with what's called stakeholder capitalism. Now, what is stakeholder capitalism? Stakeholder capitalism is um, the control I mentioned. It is government officials defining what has to be involved in the business decisions of very large corporations. So climate change, for example, or racial equity or gender equity, or all these social justice concepts that businesses are going to be required to take into account when making their day-to-day decisions about their business. So you can see that this starts at the top from liberal politicians or, you know, very powerful rich people around the world. It goes through our banking system and impacts every one of us. And I know, I hear myself, I hear what I'm saying. I know some people are going to say, well, that's, that's a conspiracy theory. Well, this is what I would say to you. First of all, read Klaus Schwab's book, on the Great Reset. He admits, he's the head of the World Economic Forum. He admits what they're trying to do. And then call your banking institution and ask them if they abide by ESGs, environmental, social, and governmental metric, the social credit score system. And I think you will be surprised when they do in fact use that already. Klaus Schwab, who is this guy? He looks like a Bond villain and sounds like one too. Yeah, he acts like one too, but his fashion sense is absurd. Um, Not that Mm. that should matter, but it does make him look like a Bond villain. He's the founder of the World Economic Forum. So the World Economic Forum is supposedly a nonprofit group. It's based in Switzerland. But remember all those private jets that fly into the climate change conferences and we mock them because these elitists who want us to be taxed for eating red meat and not to take airplanes, they actually use private jets, an enormous amount of carbon emissions to fly into their climate change club. That's Davos. That's the World Economic Forum. 
guy who started this rich people hypocrite club. He's his name is Klaus Schwab, and he's essentially against against capitalism. He wants to reshape not just the U.S. economy. He wants to reshape the world economy according to his radical leftist notions. Like I said, it's sort of this hybrid between um, communism, Marxism, socialism, and just plain old government control. Liz, shifting gears here. I don't know whether we're about to be a nuclear war or not, but I do know this. The government already gave out instructions. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. To wear a mask and social distance in case of nuclear war. <laughs> Liz, what percentage of this country still believes these idiots? I don't know, but I am so grateful, Jesse, for a government that wants to protect me from a cold while we're facing the apocalypse, because how else will I survive the apocalypse if I have a little bit of a runny nose and a little bit of a cough at the same time from possibly catching COVID-19? These, these people that are running our country are so unserious. That frightens me more than Putin frightens me. I think Putin's a deranged psychopath. I think that he should be stopped. But the fact that Joe Biden and the people that wrote um, this official government guideline for what to do in the event of a nuclear fallout, the fact that they're the ones trying to counter Putin should terrify us. That actually brings us, I think, makes it more likely that we would face this, this nuclear fallout or this nuclear war, even a nuclear apocalypse, because Biden doesn't know what he's doing. Regarding the American people, uh, this is the one area that I'm a little bit cynical, Jesse. You and I have talked a little bit off the air about this. I expected the American people to stand up two years ago and say, wait a second, this tyranny is unscientific. This doesn't make any sense. It's not working. It's ruining our businesses, ruining our livelihoods, infringing on our right to go to church or go for a walk in the park. Um, I thought the American people were going to draw a line a long, long, long time ago and stop government officials, and they haven't. So I don't know how many people at this point buy into the COVID nonsense, but I do expect Joe Biden tomorrow to officially declare that he has vanquished COVID once and for all because he really needs the W. Should be noted, speaking of going to church, that the United States of America, the land of the free, put a pastor in handcuffs right after COVID began in this country for having church, which is so weird because I distinctly remember an amendment something said something about it, but I, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to set that aside for now. Okay, Liz, uh, you're right. I'm, I'm King Cynic, and we have spoken about this before. As King Cynic, though, can I not say this? How can the normal American citizen, who doesn't consume the news like Liz Wheeler, how can they possibly overcome this level of disinformation out there? It's just a gigantic pack of lies everywhere they turn. How do you wake up the normal person and say, they're all lying to you all the time? Are you ready? I'm gonna out cynical here. I'm gonna out cynical you here. I get this, I get asked this question or a variation of this question quite frequently. It's basically the question you're asking is essentially how do you change a Marxist's mind, right? How do you get to somebody? How do you how do you help them change their hearts and minds? And my answer to that is oftentimes you can't and you shouldn't always try. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm writing off people. I know that people can have transformations. I believe in the power of redemption for sure. However, what we need to do is we need to stop the flow of new Marxists. We need to stop the indoctrination of people who aren't yet Marxists to prevent them from becoming Marxists. We have to stop people from believing disinformation before they actually believe it. Because once you have um, fallen prey, to indoctrination, once you have been brainwashed, once you have drunk the Kool-Aid, once you are a Marxist, it actually is quite difficult to unravel that. It is quite difficult to use facts and reality to prove that Marxism is terrible and oftentimes deadly. So what we have to do is first we have to stop new Marxists from being created and then we'll worry about changing existing Marxists' minds.
Liz Wheeler, the Liz Wheeler Show. By the way, Liz, plug that. Uh, how can people find the great reset show you did? I want to listen to that. Yeah, on the LizWheelerShow.com, you can um, you can find you can listen to it wherever you listen to your pods. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify. The title of the episode is The Great Reset. So go to LizWheelerShow.com and uh, you can find everything there or wherever you listen to your pods. Titled The Great Reset. Even I can remember that, Liz. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. All right. We have Congressman Michael Walt, former Green Beret, joining us next. What are we supposed to make of this Russia-Ukraine stuff? But first, I have seen the lines at the gun stores over the weekend. It's like Barack Obama's president again. Everybody, everybody's out there looking to keep themselves safe right now. Understandably so. I mean, my goodness, there's a volcano going off right now. The world seems like it's going nuts. So people are out buying weapons. It's what we do as Americans. Good. Keep doing that. Buy weapons. Buy ammunition. Practice with your weapons. But I want you to understand something. The holster portion of it, the mag carrier, the sling. It's not an afterthought. Oh, I got this sweet weapon. I got my rounds. Got my great optics. I'm ready to go. Uh, what, do, what, what do I do for a holster? I'll just grab whatever they have on the shelf. No, 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 no. That is a critical part of your gear. Northwest Retention Systems has the highest quality gear I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of gear. Go to nwretention.com. Get your sling. Get your scout chest holster or however you use your holster. Get your mag carriers, custom made, custom made right here in America. NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE and that gets you 10% off. We'll be back. so odd being a journalist and just sitting and shouting at somebody like that. Anyway, I'm not going to get distracted. Nuclear war? What? Joining me now, Congressman from Florida, Mike Waltz, also former Green Beret. We want to make sure we point that out. Congressman, uh, nuclear war? That was quite a, a shock. Yeah, well, what's shocking to me is the president doesn't stop, turn to the cameras, and make it very clear that that kind of escalation, that kind of talk from Moscow uh, is unacceptable. Reaffirm mutually assured destruction, which is a theory that has kept us all peaceful and safe throughout the entire Cold War. Uh, and tell President Zelensky and the Ukrainian people uh, that while we may not be putting American boots on the ground, we 100% have their back and are gonna give them the weapons they need to fight to defend themselves. Instead, he just kept walking Where's the leadership uh, outside of President Zelensky of Ukraine? Congressman, that's one thing that blows me away is the leadership. I read something over the weekend that Biden and his team were caught off guard by how other European nations have led. Why is this administration always caught off guard? They're caught off guard by this, caught off guard by how quickly <laughs> Afghanistan fell. Are these the least prepared people on the planet? Because they're leading the well, country. You know, this is, this is the same team around Biden that was around Obama. Right, that led to the Iran deal, Bergdahl trade, uh, Libya, 
the first invasion of Ukraine, Syria red lines, the Chinese marching across South China Sea with, with no response. It's the same team. Uh, it's a bunch of naive academics uh, without a lot of dirt and sweat under their fingernails. Uh, and they certainly haven't been over in, in the Middle East like a number of us veterans uh, that understand you know, how that part of the world works. But you know, one other piece on the nuclear uh, uh, and the nuclear rhetoric coming from the Kremlin I think it's important to understand uh, that they do believe in what they call escalate to de-escalate. And look, they believe in the use of what's called tactical nuclear weapons, which are smaller, lower yield nukes uh, that may say take out a fleet or a port on the assumption we won't launch our big ones because again, that would be mutually assured destruction and they can get away with it. And I fear if Putin feels backed into a corner, if his grip on power back home starts eroding uh, because of this, he may get desperate. And it's definitely something we need to keep an eye on. Okay. I am concerned about that for much the same reasons you just pointed out, because he can take out a grid square. It doesn't have to just be a city. He can do it. And he is a tyrant. We know that. And he's quickly becoming a desperate tyrant, if I'm to believe all the things I'm seeing. And desperate tyrants in possession of nuclear weapons are it's generally not a good thing. Well, that's right. And, and you know, in between what's currently going on and tactical nuclear weapons, he still has a lot of mass casualty options. And the Soviet doctrine, the Russian doctrine, is if it, you know the precision strikes, if the decapitation, which he's clearly trying to do with the Ukrainian government, doesn't work, then go to scorched earth policy. Uh, and I expect at the end of these peace talks, if the Ukrainians once again uh, tell them to kiss off, uh, that you'll start seeing the rocketing of cities, the shelling and bombing of cities, and mass civilian casualties. Uh, I, I think, sadly, this is going to get much worse before it gets better. Oof. All right, Congressman, we have a State of the Union address tomorrow night. Mask-free now. It's amazing how that worked out. All the, amazing all the that timing, on that. Right? That's the shocking. Science, what a shock. So, just, Yeah, the science just magically turned, and the data just <laughs> magically turned for the optics of the State of the Union. Just ridiculous. Well, it's, a, it's a miracle. What a, mar- a March 1st miracle. How about that? What are you expecting, <laughs> by the way, for the State of the Union? Well, I can tell you what I'd hope for. Uh, but I'm not optimistic. I hope for some intellectual honesty on on these policies that have failed uh, on the border, on crime, on the economy, on COVID, on uh, out of control inflation, uh, and most importantly, on this war on American energy that has led to Putin being richer and bolder, Iran being richer and bolder and racing towards a nuke. You know, every time Americans go to the pump, Uh, Not only are they having to pull more out of their wallets to pay for gas, but that money is going right over to these dictatorships uh, and making them richer and bolder. So, you know, look, and and around the world, we've gone from Middle East peace with the Abraham Accords under Trump to rockets being fired on Israel, the Afghanistan debacle, uh, and now a dictatorship on the march in Russia and President Xi. I am hoping and praying Uh, Just as Germany just did a number of reversals, admitted that they've been going in the wrong direction, I'd love to see that kind of leadership. The American people deserve it uh, from this White House. But again, I'm not optimistic, man. Amen. Congressman, thank you so much. Come back. Join us soon, please. Will do. All right. We're not done yet. 
We have another Green Beret. It's apparently a Green Beret night. We need to get some Marines around here. Joe Kent's joining us next. But first, you have your Eden Pure yet? You know it'll help with nuclear fallout and Eden Pure? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I doubt it will help with that. I don't think your mask is going to help either, but it will help with your allergies. It will clean your air. It'll kill viruses and mold. I own three of these things for a reason. It's the greatest air purifier ever. And it's just this little black thing. When you get it, you're going to open it up and think, what? Because I've had all the air purifiers, the big towers, you know, the big loud ones, and I pull this thing out and say, what is this? I've never seen anything like it. Constantly cleaning your air. They have a three-pack right now for my viewers available. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE. That'll get you a three-pack for under $200. That's 200 bucks in savings. EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE. The propaganda we've seen, especially over the last week, has been something. It, it does. It reminds me so much of the initial COVID propaganda when it got to America. Now, I'm not telling you, again, that you have to sit and cheer for a scumbag like Putin or something like that. But it's gotten so out of control, the over-the-top Ukrainian flags and everyone's bio. It's very odd to me. It's very odd. I watched even that idiot Congressman Postop, Adam Kinzinger, talking about the ghost of Kiev, some fighter pilot who shot down 90 Russian MiGs or something like that. Of course, it all turned out to be crap. But just everyone is spreading it. Everyone's buying into it. I find it odd. So joining me now to talk about things he knows a lot about, and I don't, congressional candidate in Washington State, Joe Kent, also former Green Beret. Uh, Joe, explain to me how so many people get so wrapped up and consumed by the news they can't see anymore. I find it to be so bizarre. Why do people do this? Yeah, it's disappointing to see right now, especially after all we lived through in the last two years with COVID or even just the most recent uh, last two wars that we fought. You know, the Iraq war was sold on made-up intelligence and all the failings we had in Afghanistan. We watched those crumble in August. But unfortunately, people still... I think have their very deep tribal beliefs and war is something that gives people a meaning. It gives them a cause to rally behind. And this is really a, a tale as old as time. We're seeing it play out now on social media. So luckily, you know, for better or worse, the, the propaganda spreads faster on social media, but luckily we can debunk it faster uh, with the use of social media. So I think right now things are just so hyper-polarized. People are really looking to uh, cheer for Biden because Biden is supposed to be like some sort of anti-Trump. And even if people that don't like Trump, they don't fully believe that. They're so deeply invested now that there's like this gambler's fallacy where they're just looking for something. They just want one win. And so now if they can be seen as being tough on Putin, like that somehow will vindicate all of the other lies that have just come crumbling uh, come crumbling in their hands. Joe, what are we supposed to think? Well, uh, you know what? Forget that. What does Joe Kent think about everything we're seeing right now? Russia, Ukraine? Uh, tell, me, tell me what you think. I mean, really, there's a lot of complexities, but the bottom line is when America is weak at home, the world becomes a much more dangerous place very, very fast. I mean, President Trump got us to a very strong point in a very in very short order. He made us energy independent, a net exporter of energy. And that energy issue, it's not just about lower prices at the pump. That's important. That's important for working class Americans. But really, when we don't need oil and gas from the worst actors in the world, Russia, 
Putin, the Middle East, OPEC, then we are strong and our leaders can then approach the rest of the world from a position of strength. Joe Biden killed that off on day one. Not only did the American people suffer, but now when he has to go and engage with the rest of the world, we're already in a position of weakness. And then all of our enemies watched what happened in Afghanistan with that horrible withdrawal that we just had. Whereas with Trump, he didn't want us involved in any more endless wars. He tried to get our troops out of endless wars. He didn't start any new wars, but he also used decisive military action when he had to. The Russians were pushing us around. They were getting really close to us in Syria and almost even into Iraq under the Obama administration. Right when Trump came in, he said he wasn't going to tolerate that. The Russians maneuvered on our position on a oil field. We killed 300 Russian mercenaries. And so when Trump sat down with a guy like Putin, Putin knew that he meant business, and he also knew that Trump wasn't a globalist. He didn't want to expand NATO and this liberal world order that wants to impose our views on everyone else. So I, I think just the combination of our weakness at home, but also this liberal interventionist globalist mentality, it has put us in a horrible position. That reminds me of this little video I saw of Liz Cheney over the weekend. Watch this one. America cannot defend and maintain our own freedom and security uh, if we think that we're going to simply withdraw from the world and not lead. You know, we are watching today the brutality of Vladimir Putin uh, as he attempts to invade a democratic uh, sovereign nation. And anyone who thinks that U.S. freedom and security is going to be maintained if we take a step back and don't lead, you simply need to look at what's happening in Ukraine to recognize uh, that, that those who fill the void when the U.S. steps away uh, are people like the Russians, like the Chinese, like the Iranians. Uh, and so the idea that, that the world will be safe and that America will be able to be safe and free uh, with an isolationist approach is wrong. I find it funny how people like the Bushes, Cheneys, Romneys are so outspoken against isolationism is what they, of course, call it. And Joe, I've got to be honest with you, man. I've been looking and I, I, I just don't see very many Bushes, Cheneys and Romneys at the recruiting office. I mean, with all due respect to some reservist detail, I, I, can you make that connection for me, please? Yeah, it's funny. The uh, the most vocal advocates for intervention, no matter where it is, are always the people who are the furthest disconnected from it. Like you said, I, I don't see any of these notorious war hawk families or war profiteer families running off to enlist themselves or to send their kids off to do it. But they're more than willing to advocate for wars and interventions everywhere to send the sons and daughters of the heartland of America, a flyover country, deplorables, whatever you want to call us, off to go you know, toe the line and fight and die for causes that they can't fully articulate. It's amazing to me that Liz Cheney could still get on TV and speak about foreign policy. But again, it's just this whole, if she went against Trump, then she must have some voice of authority on foreign policy. When any rational actor would say, why are we listening to a Cheney about war whatsoever? No. Especially while her husband, husband's being paid off by the Chinese Communist Party. It's just ridiculous. One more thing, Hillary Clinton, of course, because I, I just I smell a 2024 run coming from her a mile away. Hillary, of course, had to go get her face on TV and said this. I think we could be also attacking a lot of the uh, government institutions and, uh, again, the oligarchs and their, uh, you know, their way of life through cyber attacks. And it will be difficult to get actual physical support, but I think we should be looking at that. Cyber attacks? Now, Joe, obviously, I don't know very many people rooting for Russia, but we're going to start cyber attacking Russia? Are, are people aware of what happens if Russia starts cyber attacking us in a significant way? 
this is just completely reckless talk. The, the folks that are talking about cyber attacks like Hillary Clinton and then Adam Kissinger talking about putting up a no-fly zone, those are acts of war. In the modern era, if we start doing exchanging cyber fire, that's the same thing as our troops shooting at each other. And so Hillary is being completely and totally irresponsible by doing that. And I think this is where we need Congress to step up and act. I was uh, excited to see that there was 43 members, Republicans and Democrats, that requested that Joe Biden get a formal declaration of war if he wants to take any offensive action. Because right now we're on a slow slide. With talk like this yeah. and building up troops in Europe, I'm just really concerned about that. So I want Congress to act to prevent us from going to a war. Joe, how can people support your campaign? I don't support many of them. How many people can support yours? I need all the help I can get. I'm up against one of the uh, rhino impeachment voters who's still being backed by people like Liz Cheney and Kevin McCarthy. So JoeKentForCongress.com is the place to do that. I'm also up against the far left out here in the Northwest. So JoeKentForCongress.com. JoeKentForCongress.com. Go help him out. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. All right. We are going to do something a little out of the norm for us next for Lighten the Mood. We are going to celebrate a special celebration of Black History Month. Now, I also have to point out this. We did a special. It dropped on Friday about Hillary Clinton, the Clinton family, really, and how dirty and corrupt they are. You can watch it. You have to go to thefirsttv.com slash support and become a supporter and then you can watch it. TheFirstTV.com slash support. We'll be back with Black History Month. <laughs> President Joe Biden and Vice President Dome gathered and celebrated because today, February 28th, it is the last day of Black History Month. And I know it's a little outside the norm for lighting the mood in our show, but we thought it would be good today to, to honor one of the true, true icons of the civil rights movement, as long as we're celebrating Black History Month. We're going to talk about somebody, just briefly, just to honor him. His name is Sean King. Now, you, you may think you know what a black person goes through in this country, but your, your experiences, they pale in comparison to Sean King. You see, we're not going to whitewash everything. We're gonna make sure everybody knows exactly what Sean King has gone through. And let me tell you what, it's been a lot. So while you wake up in the morning and you put a little too much cream in your coffee, count your blessings and thank God you didn't have to go through what Sean King has gone through. All right, we'll see you tomorrow.